Bwana Yesu asifiwe. I know it may be a chilly morning, but I believe I don't know anyone here who's older than me, at least I'll excuse. Okay? I have this it may be a false assumption that I may be the oldest. How whether I'm right or wrong, I don't know. But for now let me assume that, eh? So as we begin, let me kindly request that we rise up and uh, you know, just give a shout to the Lord. Turn to the person next to you, give them a high five. It may be a chilly morning, but let your heart be And if you don't know their name, get to know their name. You don't know where you will meet them tomorrow. Okay, we can have our seats. You know, it's good to get to know each other. Some of you people may be neighbors, lakini pengine amjuani. Yeah? Depending with which part of Nairobi you come from. Uh, for me, where I grew up, we knew our neighbors. Yeah, we knew our neighbors. By default, those days, houses never had fences. You know, they're part of Eastlands. I'm born and bred in Eastlands. Eh? So houses never had fences and all that. So you just had to know each other. By default. Because I'm going to talk to you, I'm Okay? Uh, that's what I'm saying, depending on which side of Nairobi you grew up in. So get to know uh, the person who's seated next to you. Give them a smile. It may be the only smile they'll get today. And you don't know where you may meet later on in life. Imagine. Yes, so we are uh, in the month where, as a church, we are looking at the issue of uh, the forthcoming elections. And as we look into that, it's important for us to ask ourselves, what is our role in all this? Do we have a role as Christians? As people who are going to heaven, you know, we have dual citizenship. And I don't mean dual citizenship of Kenya and US, I'm a Kenya and Uganda, you know, because we're in the East African community. But we say we have dual citizenship. Yes, we are citizens of heaven, but we are still where? Here on earth. So how do we navigate that dual citizenship even as we go to vote? Um, I know you may be here, maybe wewe watu wana wanakwisha ama wale wanazimia. Ama uko anywhere. Yeah, but whichever side you are on, we have responsibilities. How many people here have voters' cards? Let me just ask. You know, many are saying that the young people won't vote. Uh, uh, quite a number of us have voters' cards, eh? Okay, I won't ask how many are over 18 and don't have voters' cards. Okay, I won't, I won't ask that. Uh, but I hope... How many were 18 by last year and they still don't have voters' cards? Don't raise your hands. Okay? I hope that as we continue, we are going to see our responsibilities even when it comes to elections. And maybe one time you will pick a voters' card. We are going to read from the book of Matthew chapter 5 uh, from verse 13. And as we do that, I'd like someone to prepare for us uh, Philippians chapter 3. You know, we'll read from verse 20. Uh, Matthew chapter 5 from verse 13. The topic today is the government and you. And in that, we are looking at the issue of your vote. Okay? We are looking at the issue of your vote. Last week, we were looking at the issue of uh, dual citizenship. But this time, we are looking at the issue of your vote. Uh, Matthew chapter 5 from verse 13 to 16, this is what it says. This was Jesus Christ speaking. And he says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Verse 16. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. The other portion of scripture that we shall be reading from is uh, from the book of uh, Philippians chapter 3 and we shall be reading from verse 20 verse 20 and 21 and this is what it says for our citizenship is in heaven from which also we eagerly wait for a savior the Lord Jesus Christ who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has given, that he has even to subject all things 
to himself. So this morning, as we said, we're looking at the issue of the government and you, and when it comes to the issue of voting. Uh, the Bible says that when we are born again, our citizenship is in heaven. In that the moment we give our lives to Jesus Christ, we become the children of God. John chapter 1 and verse 12. To those who believed in him, he gave the power to become the children of God. And so by virtue of that, when we give our lives to the Lord Jesus, then we become children of God, and by so doing, we become the citizens of heaven. Yet even as we become citizens of heaven, the fact remains that before you die, you still live where? On this earth. We are going to heaven, but we are still where? On this earth. Kama ni bako wameokoka, mwambie ndio tunaenda mbinguni, lakini bado tuko hapa. Please just tell them confidently. Mwambie tunaenda mbinguni lakini tuko wapi? Bado tuko hapa. Then tell that person since tuko hapa tuko na responsibilities. Okay? We are going to heaven but we are still on this earth. And though we are still on this earth there are some things that we acknowledge as the children of God. And one of those key things is that God is sovereign. He is sovereign over the events of this world in that he is the creator and he is all-powerful. Nothing that he has decided will happen does not happen at its time. God is sovereign. He's the one who appoints into authority and all that. He is sovereign. He knows how many days we are going to be on this earth. He decides the seasons. Yet in all that sovereignty, he has called us as his children who are in this world to take our responsibilities. And so right here, we are as children of God going to heaven, but we are also Kenyans. And in case you are here, you are from another country, you are a citizen of that country. You are born again. Yes, it brings all of us together, whichever part of the world that we are in, as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, under the sovereignty of Jesus Christ, yet we have responsibilities by virtue of the places that God has placed us in, the different countries. What does that tell us? It tells us then, that even though we are the children of God and we are living in this nation, then we have rights and responsibilities that are bestowed upon us as Kenyans. And one of those rights is that I have the right to life. You cannot just come and decide because you hate me. Okay? You're going to kill me. Because the constitution itself allows me to live in that I cannot just be killed haphazardly unless the constitution says I should be killed. I hope we are together so far. So we have rights and responsibilities as the children of God living in this nation. And the rights that we have are such that, for example, they have the right to life. I have the right to an education. That's what the constitution says. I have the right to access of water and some of these things and access to a job and such. The jobs may not necessarily be there, but it is my right. I have my right as a citizen of Kenya to apply for an identity card and it be issued to me. Not only that, I have the right to get services from the government. I can apply for a passport. And the government cannot decide because I did not vote for it, I'm not going to get a passport. I get a passport by virtue of being a citizen of Kenya. I hope you're all on one page. Eh? Okay? These are some of my rights that have been bestowed me by the constitution. I have a right if I feel aggrieved to go to court. That is why even when the president does things that do not please people. Is there anyone here who is in KU? Yes, I know probably you've been following the saga, even though you may have left. You know, what happened this week? 
you know, like the president can wake up and decide the university council is gone because I don't feel these guys are doing it right. Then what happens? People go to court because it is their right. And they say whatever the president has done is unconstitutional. And what did the judge say? That land should not be transferred. I hope to Samanga News. To Samanga News. Hey, please, even though you are born again, read the newspaper or listen to the news. Know what is happening around you. Okay? Know what is happening around you. It's very important. Let us not be ignorant Christians. Let us know what is happening around us. So, we have rights as Kenyans. But with rights also come responsibilities. And some of those responsibilities are, for example, we have a responsibility to pay tax. So when you go into a job, HR will speak to you, and when they give you that contract or the offer letter of the job, they'll tell you, your salary is this much. And these are some of the benefits that we are going to give you. But we know very well that come the end of that month, when you receive your salary, when it hits your bank account, it won't be the same amount that was indicated on your offer letter. Is that right? Because the government will demand something we call pay as you earn. Taxes. We are obligated or it's our responsibility to pay taxes to the government. Right? It is our responsibility. It is our responsibility as the citizens of this nation to make sure that we do not trespass into other people's property. I know there are some people who decide we can keep it safer for you than you are doing it. So, ukiwana simu yamana, what happens? Depending na paliko, ukiongea kwa matatu kama kwa street flani Nairobi, then what happens? Some people decide that phone can be kept safer for for you. Okay? However, when they do that, we know very well, even though they do it, according to the law, if they are to be arrested, they have gone beyond their responsibility. I'm not talking of such responsibilities. We know we have a responsibility. I cannot just come and get into your house and decide to pick anything. Because it is expected of me as a responsible citizen to take care not only of what I have, but who also watch over my neighbor's things. I cannot have a cow, and I decide, because the maize looks better on your farm, and things are not working very well, let me leave my cow to graze on your farm. The government will be on my case, because it is my responsibility to take care of what has been entrusted to me. So when it comes to the issue of our rights and responsibilities, as the citizens of this nation, even though we are going to heaven, what are some of the things that are expected of us? And before I get into that, let me go into the issue of citizenship. Who is a citizen? I'm not expecting you to tell me, but I expect you to speak to your neighbor. Take some three minutes and debate on the issue of who is a citizen. Ask them which country they belong to, you know. In fact, let's make it simple and more interactive. Let me request that we stand up. Because some people are sitting alone, let, me, let us stand up and go around to two, three people and ask them, who is a citizen? L let's stand up. Let's please stand up. I, I, I want it to be interactive. Okay? Go around to three people, ask them who is a citizen, and ask them this question. <coughs> what makes you think you are a citizen of Kenya? Uh, please, I meant you walk around, eh? not just the person you are seated next to. That's why I said three people.
Okay, did we get the, res the responses? Do, do we have some answers? Okay, then we can sit down. Uh, anyone here who is a citizen of another country? I'm a citizen of Kenya. Okay, who is a citizen according to you? Uh, can someone give us an answer? Who is a citizen? Okay, someone has been, has been volunteered. Who is a citizen? There's no wrong answer. Eh? Okay, okay, please. Hey, let's give him a clap. Yes, ah, Mavo is my friend. Mavo is my good friend. Of all the people in the front, he's the only guy we've gone with to for Christmas. Okay? We spent uh, one Christmas together with him and uh, the sisters, you know. Yes. So, please tell us. For information. So, uh, tell us who is a citizen. Nema does law and she knows the answer. But you're the bigger brother. So, say you ask and then Nema will come. So a citizen is, according to Deno, he says that <laughs> he's not a citizen. Because a citizen is just somebody who has rights and responsibilities, but also must belong to that country in the sense that they have the ID that shows that they belong there. Maybe to Mambia, come on, you certificate, you ID. Can we give Mavo a clap? Okay? But when you look into the issue of citizenship, let us realize that it is not the ID itself that makes us citizens. The moment you are born in this nation, according to the law, you become a citizen of this nation. That is why uh, countries are very strict when it comes to the issue of who is born in their land. Because today, for example, if you are to go to the U.S., okay, and uh, for our sisters, let's say deliver a baby in that nation, that baby becomes an American citizen. Even if you are not an American citizen. I have a friend of mine, both of them are Kenyans, they live in Dubai, but their child was born in the U.S. last year, okay? When the baby was born there, Though the wife wanted to go back to Dubai, where they live and work, she had to wait to get an American passport for the child. Why? Because that child was born where? In the U.S. So if you are here, hata kama ujapata ID, you are still a citizen of Kenya. Kama udizaliwa wapi? Hapa. Najua mtu kama neema, if they go deeper into the law, they'll tell us, even if one of your parents is a Kenyan, then you qualify to be a what? A Kenyan citizen. So when you look at the issues of, of you and your vote, what are some of the things that we need to look at? You know, someone called, <coughs> sorry, according to the Greeks, someone called Aristotle and Plato and such, they said there are six forms of government. Uh, because of time, I'll just mention them in passing. The first form of government is what we call a monarchy. This is where you have the king or the queen reigning over the country. In a country like Britain, for example, that is a monarchy. At the end of the day, the head of state is the queen, as per now. And she's been queen for the last 70 years. She became queen when she was on holiday in Kenya. Was it in 1952? Yes, 1952. Ustuliza tulukwa yeah? But that's when she became queen. She was a young lady. I think in her early 20s. That is a monarchy. Things change. You know, prime ministers in Britain change. This last week we had the prime minister resign. But the head of state still remains who? The queen. That is a monarchy. And then we have an, an oligarchy. Probably if you've been following the Russian politics and all that, you know they, they normally speak of the oligarchs of Russia and the rich and all that. That is a government by the few. Then we have what we call a democracy, which is a government by the honored or the valued people in the community. That is a democracy. And then we have a tyranny, which is a government by one, okay, for himself. 
or herself. That's a tyranny or a dictatorship. We also have an aristocracy, which according to Pluto, he felt is the ideal form of government. And this is government by the best. Okay? Government by the best, which as we know, rarely comes to pass. But ideally, we also have democracy, which is government by the people. So when it comes to the issue of democracy, which Aristotle said is the worst form of government, unfortunately, that is what we have. What does it mean? And how did democracy come about? For us to know where it came from, we need to go back to where all this began, and that is in ancient Greece. Now, in ancient Greece, even though you are born there, they used to live in what we call the city-states. And so in the city of Athens, for example, which was their capital, what happened is that for you to become a citizen or be considered a citizen, even though you may have been born there and you, know, you had all these other things that you are doing, you needed to have two things. One, you needed to be rich. And secondly, you needed to be propertied, in that you needed to have property. Okay? That is what will qualify you to become a citizen. And so, out of a population of about 50,000 in ancient Athens, only about 500 to 1,000 people were considered citizens. What was the role of the citizens? The citizens did not look after their own affairs, but they would meet in the assembly and make decisions that would, you know, make decisions on behalf of their country. And as they made those decisions, why you are expected to, the, to be rich and propertied is because you are expected to fund whatever you decided as an assembly. And so, if you are considered a citizen, since you are rich and you are propertied, if you said, let us make an expressway, it is you who are citizens that would fund the construction of the expressway. I hope we now understand where it, come, where it came from. It's not like the way we have it today, where politicians eat. In ancient Greece, the citizens or those who are considered the rulers did what? They gave. They funded. That is why for you to qualify as a citizen, you had to be rich and you must have had property. Where did things change? That was when the Greeks were in power. Then the Romans came to power. And when the Romans came to power, the seat of power moved from Athens because the Romans conquered all those areas. Remember when you read the Bible in the New Testament? Who was in authority, even in Israel? It was the Romans. That's why they speak of Caesar. Okay? Herod was just, you know, given a title to rule. Nikama vile governor wa Nairobi, for example. Okay, And so what happened is that when the Romans came to power, they could not, even the Greeks, the citizens, those who were considered the citizens, they could not all go to Rome to be making decisions. And that is where they then now said, in order for us to be represented, let us send a representative to where? To Rome. And that is where democracy came about. Where you have representatives representing you in the assembly. And so with democracy, it's what you are still practicing today. And because all of us as Nairobi citizens who are maybe four million or, or more, because we all can't fit into city hall, what do we do? By virtue of democracy, we vote for MCAs. Because so what are we going to do come August 9th? People are going to vote. At times, not for people they know. Not for people they know what values they stand on, but because they follow a certain persuasion. And so, because we can all not all go to City Hall, even though we live in Nairobi, we do what? We elect an MCA to represent us there. We elect an MP to represent us in Parliament. And we represent a woman rep. Even as men, we vote for a woman rep, even though he doesn't represent us. Bwana Sifiwe? Zinikweli? Yeah, we vote for a woman rep. A woman rep. And she's there, she goes there. I think the assumption is that all the rest are men. 
even though we know that's not the case. Boy, child, and Omiya, that's a case for another day. Okay? And we even go ahead and vote now for the senators and others because we all cannot go there. But because we feel whether we are rich or poor, we need representation, then we go ahead and vote. That is where the issue of democracy came in. And it may be the reason why Aristotle said that it's probably the worst form of government. Remember, that was during his day. Having come from a background where it is the rich and others who are citizens and who are funding the projects, the nation had now moved to a point where you are sending people to represent you. But those people may go there and represent you, not necessarily representing your own interests, but their own interests. So what is our role as the children of God, people who are going to heaven but we are still in this world? We need to remember that God is sovereign, and because God is sovereign, we need to choose to be involved. Be involved when it comes to the issues of government. And how or why should we be involved? Because regardless of whatever is happening, we still serve a God who is sovereign, the God of five loaves and two fish. The God who says, with these five loaves and two fish, I can feed over 5,000. So we cannot afford to give up and think that our voting won't make a difference. Why? Because we serve a sovereign God, a God who is in power. A God who is able to change situations. A God who is able to say, even though there is corruption, I can change the nation of Kenya because I'm sovereign. Why? Because we are here as the children of the almighty God. We are here as dual citizens, but people who believe in an almighty God who is able to transform situations. So what is our wrong? The first thing that we need to do is to be involved. We must say we are going to do it. And how are we going to be involved? We can be involved in different ways. And the first thing that we can do is to pray. We need to take time to pray for our nation that regardless of whatever is happening, even though there's so much corruption, even though there's so much noise, let us pray that we shall be the instruments that God shall use to bring about a change in this nation. We cannot say I'll not do anything. Right now when I speak to most people, this is what they say. The young people won't vote. That's what they say. And they're so confident that the young people won't vote. But the question is, why will the young people not vote? And so there are some people who will walk confidently feeling they can decide the trajectory of this nation because the young people won't vote. But the question is, will the young people vote? And when they vote, who will they vote for? Is it the Wajakoyas who are rising and saying, I don't smoke weed, but I think we should plant weed. The consequence of what Wajakoya has done um, is that he's made weed appear as something good. And at the moment, for those that I interact with and have, you know, are working in the university and with university students, this is what they are saying. There is an increase in the number of students who are taking weed. After all, Prof said it is good. But we all know weed has its own effects. And so you ask yourself, is that really from God or is it from the devil? When he raises up and, saying, and says, if I will win the election on that night in State House, I will take the first joint. Is it from God or is it from the devil. Because the Bible says Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we need to ask ourselves those tough questions. And in so doing, we must take time. That even as we do that, we must take time to pray for our nation. And so if you are there and you are thinking and you love this nation, remember that as a dual citizen, as a Christian who is also a citizen of this nation, we have a responsibility to go down on our knees 
and pray that God will give us righteous leaders. The second thing that we need to do is to read God's word. Because God's word will lead and guide us on the kind of leader that God wants. I won't go into the issue of the leadership that God wants. But we need to read God's word so that in everything we evaluate it as per the standards that God has given. Why has the church risen up against Wajakoya of late? Because when we weigh what he's saying and look at what the scriptures say and look at the consequences, then it doesn't tally according to scripture. And so you wonder, what is the spirit behind his pronouncements? We need to ask ourselves those difficult questions. And in so doing, we must gauge everything as per the word of the Lord. And so one of our responsibilities as citizens of this nation is not only to pray, but we also need to study God's word so that we get to know the mind of God. Are you taking time to pray for August 9th? Are you taking time to pray for the leadership that God wants in this nation? Are you taking time to ask yourself, what is it that God wants? Where does God want me to cast my vote? The other thing that we need to do as we look into the issue of the elections and my vote is to actually go outside there and vote. We need to be involved. And how do we get involved? The Bible has called on us to be the salt and the light. Salt preserves, but it also adds flavor. You may think that maybe your one vote will not make a difference, but this is what I'm here to tell you this morning, that your one vote can make a difference. You do not need a lot of salt to fill the tasting food. There's a song that says, this, light, this little light of Mine, I'm going to do what? I'm going to let it shine. When there's darkness, you don't need a lot of light for the light to be seen, to be shining. Your one vote is that salt of the earth, and it is that light of the world. But when we say, even though we are young, that we are not going to vote, the consequence is this. We will essentially have said, your one vote is the salt that should be trampled upon, or it is that light that has been done what? Hidden under a bush, under a bowl, so that it's not seen. We need to rise up and say, this is our nation, this is our land, we are going to do something about our future. Because the decisions of those in authority affect us whether we like it or not. I was speaking to some friends of mine. And as we spoke, um, it's, it's a WhatsApp group. You know, we chat a lot. And we speak also. And it's people whom we met when I was working in South Sudan. And so it's Kenyans whom we met there. We still maintain the bond. And, you know, at times someone will say, you are the people who elected that group. Ndiyo wanatuibia. But this is what at times people tend to forget. When we decide not to vote, because it has been said, bad leaders are voted by good people who decide not to vote. Do I need to repeat that? Do I need to repeat it? Or do we repeat it all together? I think you can preach it to your friend. Tell your neighbor this and tell them loudly so that they can hear and hear it well. Bad people or bad leaders are voted by good people who decide not to vote. That is where it boils down to. And this is what happens. The moment we have bad leaders, corrupt leaders in power, the consequence is this. The policies they make, the decisions they make, affect all of us. Whether you voted for them or not, they affect all of us. And so, you cannot look at your friend and tell them, Remember, the decision of that leader who was voted as Tano Tena 
whether that decision is good or bad, it affects all of all of us. Ama kuna mtu anauziwa mkate chipa kwa sababu yeye alisema tano tena na huyu mwingine anauziwa. Does that happen? We know it does not happen. When we go to the supermarket and we buy a loaf of bread, the cashier does not look at you and ask you, una support uko azimio ama uko hasla nation. Kuna mtu ulizo hivyo? What does the cashier ask of you? What does the cashier ask of you? Pesa. Ukiingia Java leo ama uingie any other kibandanski hapo, ukikula ule waiter kujangia na kuangalia na kwambia, "Eh, wewe unakamtue kwetu. Kwa hivyo leo chakula ni free." Hata kisha ukikuja ni Kuna mtu ana hiyo privilege. That does not happen. It does not happen that we get privileges because of whom we voted in or out. We get the consequences of the leaders that we vote in. And so we need to be involved. If we are going to be the salt and the light of this world, we cannot leave things to chance and say everything will fall into place. God uses men and women to make things fall into place. The reason the 5000 or the over 5000 men and the women and the children were fed by Jesus Christ is not because there was no food no it is because of all those people who were following Jesus only a young boy had the sense of saying i let me carry some lunch for myself and because this young boy took that decision when he left home in the morning over 5000 men and women and children were able to have lunch that day and at the end of the day basketfuls remained why because of the decision of young one young boy god uses men and women who decide i have something small that i can place in his hands and when i surrender it to him he uses it to bring about a difference when you decide to go down on your knees and pray when you need it when you decide to seek the lord as to how you should vote god is going to use your vote to bring about a difference so do not say let others vote it won't make a difference it will make a difference your vote your choice but as you make your choice place it in god's hands So there are things that we can do and as I said one of those is participate. As Christians we are called upon to participate. Take take part to vote. When you are in your court or in your estate committees when they ask for people to be leaders, get there. Be a leader because as a leader you are able to influence how things will happen. And as Christians we've been called to be the salt and the light. And at times that can only happen when we are actively participating in some of those things if you hear your local school needs some board some board members a youth representative decide to get in why because you are the believer who will be there to help influence things in the right way that will please the lord those estate committees those school board meetings you know whichever it is even if it is right here in ifronti when people are looking for leaders and they're saying can we select leaders volunteer make a difference so participate be active listen to what is going on because at that time you can influence what is happening and influence is the second thing that you need to do as you influence the people rather the third or the fourth as you influence the people this will come by virtue of relationships and so what you're saying is build relationships as you think of voting also build relationships do not just say sisi tunaenda binguni kwa sababu tunaenda binguni mambo hapa duniani tunaiwacha wapi hapa duniani ni kama wala watu usema mimi nitakula kila kitu binguni tutapewa mwili mpya okay and so they're not so much concerned about their health we need to ask ourselves what kind of relationships am i building do i have the necessary networks that as i link with these people who are even in the political field i can influence them towards making the right decisions 
I know we've probably been following the Sakaja saga. Have we been doing that? Amara to Sakaja ni nani? Okay? Uh, whether you can agree Amahana, that is something else. But when you look at Sakaja, Sakaja began creating relationships with politicians when he was in university. And by virtue of that, when it came to we need a chair, you know, whether when it came to the issue of we need a chair, whom do they select? By the time Uhuru was getting into power, Sakaja was the chair of TNA. I think that time he was about 29 years. He was the chair of TNA. Why? Because he had built those relationships. Let us build relationships. Because as you build those relationships, what happens is when these politicians get into power, they want to appoint people whom they know. You may be the one who will be appointed into that board of Central Bank or NCIC or NACADA. And when you are appointed into those boards because you are a believer who knows that you've been called to be the salt and the light of this world. We believe you're going to push for policies that will glorify God at the end of the day. So, make relationships. Make those networks. It's one way that you can bring a difference. And as I finish, I'd like to reiterate again that please, make sure you rise up and vote. Don't let your vote go to waste. Why? Because the God of five loaves and two fish is still on the throne. Your one vote can make a difference. What kind of difference? In the U.S., when America became independent and the Congress met, or was it the Senate, they wanted to decide as a nation what language they were going to use, what was going to be the national language of the United States of America. We all know the U.S. is a superpower and all that. And what they did was this. They decided to go to the vote. It was to either be English or German. It was to be which language? English or German. When they went to the vote, those who wanted English, and it's because America that time had a lot of immigrants who had come from Germany, and those who had come from the U.S. And even today, when you speak to Americans, if you ask them, where did your forefathers come from? There are many who will tell you, my great-grandparents uh, came from Germany, or they came from, you know, um, from Britain, or England. That's what they will say. So, when you speak to them, as per that time, there was that division. Do we adapt German or do we adapt English as the national language of our nation? And when they went to the vote, do you know what happened? Those who wanted English to be the national language of the U.S. won by a single vote. If they had been defeated and you wanted to go school in the U.S. today, what will be happening? Kusoma? German. So that we can be ready to go school where? In the U.S. That one vote made the difference. So as we think about August 9th, the simple question is this. Do you have a vote? And if you have that vote, are you going to make use of it? You may decide that maybe my vote is inconsequential, but I'd like to urge you this morning, go and vote for the leader that God will place in your heart because even though that leader may not win, you will have planted a seed of righteousness. Wangari Mathai, you know, gave the story of the hummingbird and I believe probably some of us have listened to that story. And she said the forest was on fire and there was this little hummingbird that was going and getting water on its beak and coming and pouring it down a drop by drop and the other animals, the elephants and the others asked them, asked the hummingbird, why are you doing this? There's nothing you'll do to the forest fire. But the hummingbird said, I may not do much, but whatever little difference I make, 
I'm going to continue. Drawing that water on my beak and pouring it on the fire. Are you going to be the hummingbird that will bring about a difference in this nation? Are you going to be the Christian who will rise up and say, this is wrong? Even when you feel it comes from those that maybe you want to support. Are you going to be the salt and the light that we have been called into? Can we bow down for a word of prayer, even as we come to the end? And if you're there, maybe you've never picked a, you know, you never picked a voter's card, and yet you had been given the opportunity. My prayer is that come the next time votes, uh, voters' cards are being given out, please go and pick it so that you can fulfill your duty as a citizen of this nation. We are here this morning, and yes, we are speaking about citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven. Even as we are citizens here on earth, and as we speak about our citizenship in heaven, you may be here and you've never even accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so, yes, you are a citizen of Kenya, but you are not a citizen of heaven yet because you've never given your life to the Lord Jesus. As we finish, I'd like to urge you, you are there and you'd like to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus. Jesus still says, come. I stand at the door and knock and if any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and he will dine with me and me with him. The invitation is still open for us to become the children of God. Are you there and you've never given your life to the Lord Jesus and this morning you want to say yes? I'd like to give my life to the Lord. Yes, I know I'm a citizen of Kenya and I have rights and responsibilities but I would like to also be a citizen of heaven. You're there and you've never surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus and this morning you want to say I wouldn't like to go home the same. I would also like to be a citizen of heaven. You're, you've never given your life to the Lord. And this time you want to do so. Just lift up your hand and we're going to pray together with you. Remember this is a personal decision. Just lift up your hand and put it down. But we'd like to see it so that we can pray together with you. You never surrendered your life to the Lord. But you'd like to say yes this morning I'd like to get saved. I'd like to be born again. That I may become a citizen of heaven. This morning as we spoke on the issue of our responsibilities as citizens. You are there and you are saying yes. Maybe I never considered that I have a responsibility. Remember that God is saying your vote makes the difference. As they say young people won't vote. Don't be among the young people. Let's go out and let us vote. And let us vote for righteous leaders because the Lord our God is with us. So it's my prayer that we shall consider how we cast our votes. But even before that, we shall be taking time to pray and make the decision that we shall be influencers. We shall tell the other young people, yes, let us prepare to go and vote because this nation is ours. Let's not have people making decisions for us. Instead, let us rise up and go and vote. Our Father and our Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray that even as we think about the elections on the 9th of August, that even as we pray for our land that there's going to be peace, our prayer, O oh God, is that may you stir us up, that we shall remember you've called us to be the salt and the light. And that, Lord, we shall be instruments in your hands, instruments of change. Men and women who shall say, we have a responsibility to be used of thee, to bring about a change in this nation by rising up and going and casting the vote. Lord, you're going to use us to have the right people in the county governments, in the National Assembly, in the Senate, oh God, and even in the presidency. We pray that our Lord and our God, may, you, may we be the instruments that you will use to bring about the change. Help us, Lord, that we shall not forsake our responsibilities of being used of thee to cast the vote because you have placed us in this nation for a purpose, to be your instruments, to be the salt and the light. And if salt is no longer useful, may we remember that it shall be trampled upon. And God, you've called us that when it comes to our votes, May we not be the salt that will be saltless, but that our Lord and our God, we shall bring the aroma in this nation 
because we shall make choices and we shall go and cast our votes. Lord, may we be the instruments that you will use. For man casts the dice, but you decide the outcome. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace and mercy upon our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray and believe. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. May the Lord bless you. Let me hand over the mic back. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Alex, for the wonderful preaching, for the wonderful message that you had for us this morning. And uh, just a quick reminder, uh, I mentioned earlier about the outpouring, so we can share our experiences, uh, we can reach out to any leader, and uh, we can share the experiences that we had with the outpouring. Uh, without further ado, we've come to the end of our service, and uh, we can now stand up and say the words of the grace. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ Amen. Thank you so much. Have a lovely week ahead.